It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. My brother Sam. Hello. I'm Rachel. Hey Sam. Hi. 56. That is weird, but gosh, it's fucking beautiful, isn't it? It really is. I mean, nothing nothing could describe it more than weird but fucking beautiful. We really just like rolled right into this podcast, dropping an F-bomb. Yeah, sorry, Mom. Like, like we're just, you know, Taylor Swift in her new Midnight's era. No. Yeah, she she drops she drops some f bombs in this in this in this song, and so we will too, mom. And therefore, we have an explicit rating on this on this episode. Explicit content, young listeners. I hope your daughter isn't listening to this one. I mean, she listens to the song, so what does it really matter? It's it's, it's fine. In fact, just just today, the kids were complaining that I wouldn't let them watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm, I I know, right? And they were like, mom. It just has a bunch of bad words in it. It's not no, like it's more than those that. bad words. There's well, a lot of bad words. That one scene where he's he's spitting lots of bad words, that was the moment in the car ride with dad. <laughs> that mom was like absolutely livid, I think. That once that one moment when Clark Griswold doesn't get his Christmas bonus and he's yelling at his But boss. that's like towards the end. It's it like is. you get through the whole movie. Oh gosh. All right. That is that it's, movie is a rite of passage for any person. <laughs> In America, so at some point you you should show that movie to your your kids. They're gonna watch it at some point, anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but we're not we're not in the Christmas season anymore. We are in nope. January. In fact, we're in award season, Sam. Oh yeah, it is award season. And um, our 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 girl Taylor uh, made an appearance at her first twenty twenty four award season award show. I did not watch the Golden Globes last night, Rachel. I I have not had any internet in my house. It's been a frustrating situation. So I feel like I'm in the dark. Uh, I don't know what what happened. Did was right, she there? Well, did she win? Did she speak? Did she look great? Sh- sh- okay, all I really want to talk about is how she looked because she was present. She did not win, um, but I I've recently really like started to follow. Uh, an Instagram account, Taylor Swift styled. Her name is Sarah Chappelle. Do you? I don't imagine you follow this. Sarah. No, I. But I, I should on my Swift and Swigs on on the Swift and Swigs. You, you really Instagram should. Um, she. Is oh, she's green. And simple. She's green. Wow. She's green, but also she's a little bit snaky. Okay. Oh, Taylor, so what are you doing to us? Definitely giving both debut and reputation. Um, but I, I really love, 
following Taylor Swift style because she does deep dives and like she knows the history of everything Taylor's ever worn. She mm. analyzes everything that she wears. Oh, you're right. She, I'm on the account right now. Um, it is. I mean, you don't even have to like style to be fascinated by the metaphorical choices that Taylor makes that this uh person is able to find. Yeah. And I she looks so great. so I I think give give it a follow and yeah she looked great. There was a joke made by the host, whatever, whatever you call yeah. that dude. The, the host, the, the MC, the host. host. The, yeah. the yeah, the MC, the host of the evening. And it it was directed sort of at, at like a Taylor Swift, and there's like a cut to her just drinking her champagne and making zero emotion about it, and it was pretty <laughs> great. Is it a bad um, joke? It, it was a bad joke. It wasn't mean to her necessarily. It was more mean to the NFL than, than anything. Uh. But she just, I she made such an excellent decision to just not react. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed, I was like, I, I didn't, again, haven't followed her until, you know, 2020 and beyond. And so there were many years of Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes, not many, but a handful. And... Mm. Taylor Swift style did a kind of a back review of like her past fashion and the times that she was there. And it just like made me realize, gosh, there's so much about Taylor and pop culture that I, that is still new to me. And like, particularly her in her soundtrack, like as a, like as a part of a soundtrack. So Hmm. I feel like at some point we need to consider like choosing one of these songs like, you know, Safe and Sound or Sweeter Than Fiction, which is currently on a, it's on a Taylor Swift album now. But like, like some of these like songs that don't really necessarily hit the mainstream album. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll consider all of the options when choosing which Taylor Swift song to choose next. Any other, any other Taylor T that you've, you've been a, no, it just you're right. It's it's getting me excited for award season. I do love award season. And Taylor, I don't know how many appearances she'll be making since she starts her tour up know, here pretty is. soon. Um Yeah. I've that's all I've got, I think. I would love to just sort of like delve into this episode with you, Rachel, because there's there's some stuff to discuss, I think. So Ooh, yeah. without further ado, um before we begin, everybody, I just want to remind everybody that we would love for you all to give us a follow on our social media platforms at Swift and Swigs Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would love a five-star review from you listeners. We would love to hear a review. I mean, Rachel, drink every time I have asked the Swiggies to leave us a review. I check. I, I check weekly and we still have yet to get a new review. So Come just, on, friends. Just sitting, hoping, waiting, wishing that we'll get a review on there soon. Uh, But if you listen to us on Spotify, you can subscribe to our channel. You can leave us feedback on every single episode. You can write a little comment. We would love to hear from you there. You can always email us at swiftandswigs at gmail.com. Maybe you want to recommend a song that we cover next, or you just want to say hello. Just reach out to us, everybody. And last but not least, follow our substack at swiftandswigspod.substack.com where we post our cocktail recipes and any show notes and uh, things that we might want you to, to further research on your own. So those are the plugins that I want to do for you today. We're going to start putting that at the beginning of the episode before you fall asleep on us. Just kidding. 
that's some, but, that that's a little new shit with our podcast, right? We're just speaking like, of, yeah, playing some new shit. But how about we like talk about some new shit that we've been listening to? I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. I would love to, Rachel. Um, mind if I go first with my new shit this week? Uh, further ado. Okay, so without further ado, with further ado, with hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you. It, you like, know what? It just remi- go for it. Go it for reminds it, me of like being overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? Whelmed, exactly. That's kind of what that. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so my new shit this week, Rachel. Uh, as you might know, but I don't think I have announced it on the podcast. I am traveling abroad with some friends mm. this week. In a couple of days, we are going to Guatemala, and very much looking forward to that trip. The tradition that we have with this group of friends is whenever we travel together. Uh, Each friend chooses an album or two that at some point on the trip we will play, maybe if we're just chilling in the Airbnb or we're, you know, yeah, just hanging out, we put on an album. And everybody kind of chooses an album that we think would kind of fit the vibe of the trip. And maybe the idea is it's an album that nobody has ever heard before, an artist that's never heard before. So it's sort of like new shit for our group for the trip. Yeah, yeah. One of the albums that I have chosen is an artist by the name of Kevin Johansson, who I discovered when I lived in Argentina. He is an Argentinian-American man that sings in Spanglish. And Ooh, fun. He's, he's very Latin-inspired, so it's a lot of Spanish guitar and Latin drums, but also just very chill, like, beachy vibes. And because we are doing a beachy song today, I thought I would choose one of the songs that uh, I will be introducing to my friends on this album. And the song is called Guacamole. And what Love he's known for, as I mentioned, is Spanglish. And I, it's it's kind of like I read the lyrics of the song, and it's a little interesting to really understand what the vibe of the song is about. But mainly it's just a feel-good, beachy kind of a song. And he definitely sings about guacamole. And it's just a really fun vibe. And especially if you're in the doldrums of winter right now, and it's snowing where you are, and you're not on the beach... This song would be a really good song to put on to make you feel like you are on that beach. I'm gonna need that. Guacamole by Kevin Johansson is my new shit this week. Guacamole. Now I'm craving guacamole. Oh, I cannot wait for some fresh avocados in Guatemala. Oh my and gosh, I'm so Eat jealous. some guacamole. Sounds amazing. So. You have mm-hmm. permission to spam me with a million pictures, but especially if there's any signs of snow on your beach. Okay. I, okay, I will. I'm not. Okay. We're not anticipating any snow on this beach, but I'll let okay. you know. All right. Well, you're in sunny Guatemala, and I'm in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm bringing a song from Chicago that was introduced to me this week by our dear Aunt Trish. Oh, um, love that. She actually sent it to me. I don't know, about a week ago. And I was like, she's like, oh, I thought of you. You should listen to this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it. And then I got distracted. And I just remembered today, pulled it up. And, uh, you know, shocker for all shockers, Rachel cried. Um, <laughs> I love that. Here's why. 
this is a song by Joe Curie, right? Oh, I know. Wait, from like Steve Harrington? Yes. From yes. Stranger Things? Yeah, I know Joe. Stranger Things, Steve, who you know, who I've you met have him. met. Okay. Fine. Yeah, there was like a party. Mm -hmm. You met him at a party here in Chicago. He's a Chicago guy. He's a Chicago guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he got his, his acting start here in Chicago. And he's also in a band. And he's, I think he's doing some sort of a, uh, individual project right now called Joe. D J O. Yes, I love, I love this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the song that Antrish sent to me is called End of the Beginning. Okay, I don't know this one. Okay, so it's basically about going back to Chicago mm. and remembering who you were. Oh wow! At the beginning, insane. Rachel, for for the swiggies that don't know your whole backstory, that applies to you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So that's enough. Like that's enough to be like, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic, right? Like. Not only that, but I'm literally this week, I'm going back to work uh, in a you career are. that I did. You are, Rachel. We're like, so proud of you. Like, at the beginning of, of my you. career. Thank you. Yes. I'm, like, going back and getting a big girl job. The yeah. one that I had when I first started my career. Took a break to be, you know, to live my mom life. Hashtag mom mm -hmm. era. And in this song, there's a line. I mean, not only does it say, when I'm back in Chicago, I feel it, another version of me, I was in it. Okay. Wow. This Goodbye to the end you. of beginning. But there is a line that says, a major sacrifice, but clueless at the time. Enter Caroline. No way. I'm not making that up. Oh my gosh. The next line is, No wonder you cried. Just trust me. Cry just saying this. Just trust me, you'll be fine. Oh. And when I'm back in Chicago, I feel it. Sam. Rachel. <laughs> I know. Could that, I have like not that, found one of my perfect lyrics? That is so perfect for you. I, I know. That's like okay. too blissfully perfect. I know. Okay, I'm. That's I'm, like I'm snow crying. on the beach. It is perfect. weird, but fucking beautiful. Like it's. Wow. It's amazing. shit this week i'm gonna need naturally to of course dive, it is. of course like it's probably gonna be my new shit of the year like i need yeah. to just like live into that song and think about the end of beginnings and saying goodbye wow. to the end of beginnings and new beginnings and all of that so thank you man trish this is and i'm when you were telling me about your friend like making albums like to share with your friends mm -hmm. honestly i think that's why for one this is why i love this podcast so much like and i love that idea that music, when we share music with our people, like when we hear a song and we think, this reminds me of so-and-so, or I think this person would like this, or I really like this song and I want other people to know about it. Mm -hmm. Like it really connects people together. And Absolutely. this is this is why we do this. This is why you and I are connected. But like, this is why we like our swiggies. This is why we want our swiggies to connect with us. Because we want to know like, 
that you are enjoying the music we like, or at least like have an opinion about it, you know? And Rachel, I wonder that, you know, we're 56 episodes into this. We've done new shit. Every every episode except for the first two. We started this tradition on episode three, I believe. So by now, our the listeners of this podcast, aka the Swiggies, probably have a good idea of what type of music we do like to listen to. That being said, mm-hmm. we would love if you guys have any recommendations you want to give totally. us. Totally. There's I have been given a recommendation recently by my friend Megan, and I've yet to introduce it, but Megan did say, Hey, I think you'd like this. And she listens to our podcast too. So um, so thank you, Megan, for giving me a recommendation. And please continue to, to recommend new shit to us, whether you think we might like it or you, you think it should be featured on the podcast. Um, we just want it, we just want to get more shares, musical shares from, from everybody. You're right, it's a really good way to, to connect. And I'm so happy for you, Rachel, that you found that song that really can connect you to, you know, your experience, but I'm also just really excited for you to go back to work. It's something that you've been really excited to do, and I'm I know you're gonna crush it out there. So Thanks. Don't I make really want to cheers you, but okay, but we need a cocktail in our hand to do that. We do so let's okay. let's move on, Rachel. You chose the song this week. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, if it wasn't obvious by now, we're <laughs> doing snow on the beach. Like snow on the beach. Snow on the beach. We the fucking beautiful. Do, 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 do. That's actually that's actually the more Lana Del Rey version oh, that little ditty I did. Yeah, we will get into that. We will get into that. Yes, no, I did not. So we're doing Snow on the Beach from the Midnight's album, track mm-hmm. four. The OG Midnight's album. OG yes. Midnight's album. We're also gonna incorporate because we decided not to separate them. Snow on the Beach, more featuring more Lana Del Rey mm-hmm. on the Up Till Dawn edition of Midnight. So many editions. Of so many editions. So confusing. So little time to stop us, quite like you do. Um, <laughs> and why did I choose this song? Because I am wishing and hoping. And praying that snow different comes, <laughs> different song, yeah. to mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Sam, I'm just going to let you know that our forecast tonight is bringing up to six inches of snow, potentially. Heck yes! So, yes. now I'm, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot because Mike's out of town, and that means I have to do the shoveling. So, maybe no, we should have chosen... It is, it is kind of a pain, but... Yeah. Um, Anyway, all that to say, we're getting snow on the beach here in Chicago, and we're getting snow on the beach on our podcast today. So, yes. But before we get into Indeed. that, how about we start sipping on something snow on the beachy? I say you go first, Rachel. All right. I am bringing us a delightful little ditty that I'm calling Aurora Borealis Green. I, I had a feeling you would go this route. Okay. I just, I just had a sense. The word was crying out to be used. Absolutely, it was. And I'm doing a riff on a cocktail, or, or like I'm taking a concept of a cocktail I've made before called a mm-hmm. snowhito. 
Okay. And uh, this cocktail requires snow, okay? Totally. I don't yet have snow other than, like, the scatteredness on the ground that the squirrels have peed all over. So Hmm. we're starting with some homemade snow. Okay. Did you you know that you can do, if you have, like, a really good blender, you can make your own, like, shaved ice. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never thought about that. But But there's, like, a process that you wouldn't think of. And and I want to be able to share this with, because I didn't think about this. You put ice in a blender, then you put enough water in. Oh, okay. Because you, I don't know, it helps it, like, you know, liquid helps things blend up. Blend, then sure. you And you only blend it for, like, two seconds. Then you strain out the water, and whatever you have oh. left is, like, shaved ice, essentially, like you went to okay. a snow cone stand, okay? So we're starting with shaved ice, it's a, and you do half in your glass. Then you add, and we're doing kind of like a sex on the beach, Mm-hmm. flavors okay so i made a syrup that's um pineapple and coconut flavors Yum. okay Yum. very beachy very beachy um that goes a layer of that with some rum more ice more syrup and then we're topping it with we need it to be aurora borealis green um my recipe calls for bitters, but I don't have Aurora Borealis green bitters. So I mixed some coconut bitters that you gave me years ago mm-hmm. that I never think to use. Found it. Coconut bitters with, but I think you could use any bitters. Um, I mixed creme de menthe and uh, what's the blue stuff? Curacao? Curacao. To make this like bluish greenish. And I'm pouring it on top of my... Oh, I am watching this happen live. Oh, oh, it's kind of working. Oh, it's working. Oh. 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 Okay. All right, so... I have not (laughs) photographed this, obviously. My hope is if we do get snow, I'm going to drive to the beach and I'm going to bring my cocktail. (laughs) We are going to need that, Rachel. I'm going to take a picture of the Aurora Borealis green on the snowy beach. Okay, that's my that's my hope. So, all the taste to that. How do you even drink it? (laughs) It's not a good look for me. (laughs) It's so good. That is going to be the thumbnail I use for the episode. Absolutely. <laughs> and my tongue, I'm going to be all like greenish, bluish when I'm done. <laughs> Aurora Borealis green. What, what do you call it? Are you calling it Aurora Borealis I'm calling Borealis the green? Aurora Borealis green. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, it could that's have great. been snow on the beach. That would have been an obvious mm. choice, yeah. but I decided to stay away from it and maybe give you well, an Cheers, option, Rachel. So. That's awesome. Cheers. Okay. Okay. What do you got? My cocktail is called... My flight was awful. Thanks for asking. <laughs> okay. I like that. Great, great. So I thought about what makes a flight awful, a number of things, but what could you do to make your flight better is you you get a little airplane buzz going. Okay. And you make yourself I, a little airplane And sometimes airplane that can make cocktail. it awful. I'm going to be honest. Like when I drink on a plane, it's really awful. So let me continue, right? Oh, okay, so okay, when you drink okay. on a plane, you're limited to like – your options. Yeah. Okay. So you've got those little like airplane yes. bottles. Adorable. Like I've got. Yes. Okay. But I want to make the flight better. So you got to get the best stuff. So I've got little airplane bottles of Casamigos Reposado Tequila, nice. which is on the upper scale of yes. what they offer. Yes. Um, 
And my classic soft drink on an airplane is ginger ale. Yes. Now, I don't expect you to be on a flight and be able to make your own syrup, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm taking the, the concept of mixing an airplane bottle of booze with ginger ale. So I made a honey ginger syrup that I'm mixing with these little bottles of Casamigos tequila, and I splashed some lemon juice in there. That's literally all it is, but it is quite delicious. I've garnished it with a beautiful little pink flower because I feel like that would uh, be something that you would find on the beach. beach. So the concept of this is you're having an awful flight, but Uh this is how you can maybe make your flight a little bit better. That's great. I've never thought to mix tequila and ginger ale. I've done rum and ginger ale. I've never done it before, but let me tell you how delicious this is. I bet it is. That honey ginger syrup. Mm. With that reposado tequila and and brightness of lemon juice. Mm. I didn't shy away on the lemon juice either. It's so delicious. I was going to splash it with a little club soda because ginger ale is bubbly, but it doesn't need it. It's perfect as it is. Nice. Okay. So, fun, right? Uh, Clink, clink, Sam. Clink, clink. I like the the color representation we have going on with there. We we do got some good. Oh, by the way, do you see my, um, my nail is still painted? By your daughter, Caroline. It's still, oh, that's cute. It's weird, but okay. beautiful. How how many times can you say that line? It's just like so good. She she sings it quite a bit, so she um, really maybe does. Let's discuss that here in a second, Rachel. Mm-hmm. We are going to break down the spirit of this song, the musical mixology of the song, mm-hmm. and Taylor Swift with the twist, the lyrics of this song. Which boy, oh boy, these lyrics, these lyrics are. How do you describe them? I mean, they're. It, if if it weren't for Taylor doing the Midnight's Mayhem with Me series, where she announced this song on on you know that Midnight's Mayhem with Me, and she goes into the detail about what this song is about, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't really be sure what the song is about. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I it, it it is a bit of a struggle for me to understand these lyrics. So it's gonna be fun, kind of getting into that with you, and maybe you're smarter than I am. I really, I, think I, think I am much smarter, smarter than you are. Yeah, we know yeah, this. We all know that by now. Mm-hmm. But until we get to the lyrics, let's first discuss that 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 you know spirit, the 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 vibe of this song and what it what it means. And I would love for you, Rachel, to fill us in on what you think the spirit of Snow on the Beach is. Well, she described this as like a like a love she never imagined she could ever have, and that's actually happening. It's basically when two people when someone you like someone you are really into is actually really into you someone you're falling in love with is actually falling in love with you yeah it's not just the concept of liking rachel it's right it's specifically about falling in love yes yes Mm -hmm. i'm curious if you are assuming we are uh if we were fountain penning this song like if we were giving this Mm. a part of taylor swift's life it, that this would be Joe and her mm. beginning of a relationship with Joe. But I'm also curious what you're, if, if that's how you went into your understanding of this song, or if you think this is just more generic about the idea and possibility of mm-hmm. love. I've never really associated this song to be a, a Joe song. It very well could because that was who she was with when she wrote this song. I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting thing to think about. I guess personally, 
I can't quite put my finger on it, but it doesn't remind me of Joe. So I feel like it's one of those almost quill pen songs because of that reason. Like she's not really yeah. pulling from a very specific personal experience. I also think because of the fact that she co-wrote this with Lana Del Rey, that it's less specific to Taylor's own experience that she collaborated with Lana when it came to writing these lyrics. They, she shared with Lana, I have an idea for a song. I have an idea about an, uh, a concept for a song. And where can we go on this journey together to form these lyrics? Therefore, it's not just Taylor like writing this in her diary. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's another. Uh, uh, that that's that's fair. Um, as we get into lyrics, you'll find that I do connect it a lot to Joe, and so mm. it'll be it'll be good. I'm excited way, to get to that point. Um, an interesting way to do that. But that that for me that pretty much sums up the spirit of the song. Is something yes, you know, um, and, and you know, I just want to tie it in. The title being "Snow on the Beach" yes. is what Taylor is considering to be the weirdness, the coincidence, the almost fate-like experience of falling in love with someone who's currently also falling in love with you. Like, it does take a lot of stars to align for that to happen. And when Taylor sings about when Taylor pictures a beach, I'm assuming she's picturing coastal Atlantic beach where it does not snow very often. In Chicago, where you live, snow does fall on the beach of Lake Michigan. And the Great Lakes, those, those beaches will be covered in snow throughout the winter. But what Taylor's, you know, picturing are, are those coastal beaches, especially if it were like a warmer climate, even. You know, picture like on the east coast of the united states or even california like it's very very rare for snow to fall on that beach and she's using that concept to describe what it's like to fall in love with someone who's also falling in love with you yeah and i but what, this song actually got similar criticism uh, the, the choice of using snow on the beach as supposedly being something weird um mm-hmm. got the same kind of criticism as we could leave the Christmas lights up till January because people were mm-hmm. also in that, with that phrase up till January, people were like, well, I leave my Christmas up to January all the time. And her idea was like, yeah, exactly. Like I wanted it to sound like it's like, we get to do something. I get to do something ordinary, but to meet to her doing something ordinary is actually unusual, right? Like, like, oh. like getting to choose something ordinary mm-hmm. is actually unusual for her. And mm-hmm. in this sense, situation, to her, yes, snow does fall on beaches. But in general, when you say the word beach, you're not immediately picturing cold climate, right? No, like you, you are immediately picturing something warm. Mm-hmm. And it might be normal to some, but to her, it's not. And that's actually the whole point of the song that, like, actually, two people falling in love at the same time, it's not that wildly, like, crazy. Like, that's. That's how love actually forms. It's like two people love each other. Mm-hmm. But to her, it seemed mm-hmm. unattainable. Yeah. Quite a, quite a spirit to, um, to mention. It's a, quite a spirit. But the music of this song wow, is a standout to me. So let's first talk about the original song. Yes. The, the musical mixology of the original intended version that was put out. There's a few 
general adjectives I could use. It's light, mm -hmm. it's airy, it's sparkly, it's twinkly. Plucking, yeah. The main thing I want to talk about, bring up when discussing the musical mixology are there's not really specific instruments that are were used during the production of this song. A lot of it came from an instrument called the Mellotron. And the Mellotron, from what I understand, is like a keyboard that collects sounds and you can play them almost in a synthesized way. Now, if we have any Mellotron experts listening, please let me know if I am right or wrong on this. I'm still trying to completely fathom what this instrument does. But it, it is set up like a keyboard. And that's where I think a lot of the sounds that you hear come from. There is a bit of like a plucking, and that could be from a live violin or like a cello or some sort of a stringed instrument. I get these like chimes. There's like sparkly, twinkly noises mm -hmm. happening too. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's very ethereal, dreamlike. Very ethereal, like, very celestial, mm -hmm. which does celestial. tie in mm -hmm. to some lyrics that we get. Um, there is a drum beat, and I want to mention that Dylan O'Brien is the drummer. Dylan O'Brien is the actor that starred in the All Too Well short film. He mm. plays Jake Gyllenhaal's character. But as the story goes, as Taylor has told, uh, when they were, she and Jack and maybe Lana creating the song, they were hanging out with Dylan O'Brien and she mentions that they were drinking wine a number of times. And I think what she's trying to tell us is they were being very carefree about the writing of the song musically. And I think that's where a lot of this comes from. It's like, you can't quite put your finger on what these noises are. And it's sort of like kind of in the background all over the place, but they do come together. The drums are very subtle. I really only hear like a bass drum but it's almost like a heartbeat. Like it reminds me of a heartbeat. And it's fine to fake it till you make it till you do till it's true. Now it's like snow. If you're a listener of Lana Del Rey, it does, it definitely gives, like it leans into that, which- Well, that's a whole other thing to talk about. Like the vocals. I mean, she, she decided to f have a featured artist on this song and she could have chosen anybody, but she chose an artist that has such a reputation, a very positive reputation for her voice being so ethereal, so angelic, mm -hmm. and her lyrics, similar to Taylor's, are just sometimes so wildly poetic. Yeah. In a way to the point where like, you're just like should be illegal. Like what? And but what? also like, what are you even talking about? Right. Like and weird but fucking beautiful is very totally. much descriptive of a lot of Lana Del Rey's music absolutely so. and i've brought up lana del rey before and i think that's why i don't connect with lana del rey because i get mm -hmm. lost yeah. not in like a positive way like i can't seem to really understand or focus on her music so okay let's just talk about it so the criticism yeah a lot of the criticism that came was when she announced that she was going to do this song featuring lana del rey the swifties went wild because this is something that people have been wanting that these two artists to collab for so long they have such intimate, strong fan bases and they like the Venn diagram of Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey, there's a huge gap. There's a huge interspace. Mm -hmm. And so when Taylor announced that they were collabing together, I mean, I think the hope was 
both artists would have a really strong moment to shine individually in the song. But what we get is Lana's backing vocals, very soft and subtle. Mm -hmm. And you get influence from her songwriting, but not so much her voice. You can detect her voice. If If you knew what Lana Del Rey's voice sounded like, you can detect it. If you didn't know, you would just think that, you know, she's not even there. And so I think fans were disappointed when this song originally came out because you can barely hear her and people really wanted to hear her. So that's why when Taylor re... What do you... She released this different edition months later after Midnight's came out. Was it the edition where we got like hits different and we got karma, karma ice with ice spice? Yeah, it was that edition. She said, "Also, I'm giving you Snow on the Beach featuring more, more. Lana Del Rey." So they yeah. went back into the studio. You can imagine that Taylor heard what her fans were saying, how they were kind of disappointed, and she got Lana to come back into the studio and she gave her a verse, and she really let Lana shine on this featuring more Lana version. The song Snow on the Beach has always left something to be desired for me. I wanted it to be something that I could attach myself to more, something that I could respect more, but I've never truly felt connected to that song until I heard the more Lana version. Yes, because you hear Lana's voice more and it's a beautiful thing to hear, but the production is different. Mm -hmm. I think the production of that version suits the song more, suits the story more. And I think the main reason is because there is a clear piano that you hear in that more Lana version that to me sounds something that I can ground myself to more. Life is emotionally abusive and time can stop me quite like you did in my flight. Whereas the original production, again, I mentioned those sounds are just kind of all over the place in a beautiful way, yes. But when I hear a piano, it's something that I can relate to and it grounds me more and it's less airy and celestial and more realistic. Okay. If that makes any Yeah, no, it totally does. Sense. I <laughs> actually also like the more Lana Del Rey version. Not because I wanted more Lana Del Rey. I was never missing Lana Del Rey. Um I actually really enjoyed the idea of the way that their two voices became one. Like it um mm. I think a lot of the time when Taylor uses a second person she's telling two stories or there are two, two different voices and telling two different stories or, or their sides of the story with, with two female voices, it told a different story than I wondered what Taylor was telling. Not a bad story, but it didn't, I didn't get the vibe that they were trying to talk to each other in this song or like two different Mm -hmm. feelings, almost like it was like the same person experiencing it and looking back on it at the same time that's an interesting way to think about it so you get more of that voice that other voice um with more more lana del rey what i actually like is just like the "Mm," 
like there's like these like this like mmms sounds that happen. Mm, 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 yeah, mm, yeah, mm, that. That's what Lana adds in the more yeah, version. Yeah, and it's yeah. The most I, it, beautiful thing I've ever heard. It's so tiny, but it's so great. Now, ultimately, like overall, the musical mixology, it's a it sounds beautiful and i think that is but but also weird i mean it's really yes. weird but fucking yes. beautiful like it's it's a really well thought out way to produce a song weird but fucking beautiful yeah it's weird but it's fucking beautiful whether it's the original version or the featuring more live ray version they're both immaculate i wanted to read a quick quote from mm. rob sheffield writer for the Rolling Stones named this song song of the year his his number one song of the year in 2022 at list of 25 it was number one no kidding and what he said about it is just really cool I, I'm gonna have to kind of shorten it a little bit um Dr. Swift works so hard to sound like she's not even trying but then she Time slides. Out. he called her Dr. Swift uh-huh uh-huh love uh, that go on then she slides into blurring out my periphery and you realize the mastermind has snared you in another trap it's quill pin taylor fountain pin taylor glitter gel pin taylor all crying mm-hmm. in the bathroom together which reminds yeah. me of our uh podcast about crying in the bathroom so <laughs> many taylors in this song no wonder there's barely any room for lana maybe she sang the commas so mm. which i think is a great transition into the lyrics because she does use all of those like you get what I think is a little bit of fountain pen. Maybe you're not hearing, like, necessarily pulling it. I, I really, truly believe in there's an element of fountain pen in just about everything Taylor has ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I, I feel some of that, but there's definitely a lot of that um, quill pen influenced by Lana and these, like, incredible lyrics. But you get... Yes. Even the line itself, weird but fucking beautiful, is kind of a glitter gel pen word because... Yeah. And and some people have criticized that in and of itself as being a little bit like, like did you need the 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 f bomb? Like like couldn't you just done the clean version, which like weird, but it was beautiful. Um, and I, I kind of like it like that. I, I don't know what you thought. I felt that way from the very first time I listened to the song. I brought this up before Rachel when I first listened to Midnight's. I had this little notebook, and mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. each track title down, and I wrote a little note after each one this is on first listen right when i'm like processing everything and here's what i wrote for snow on the beach the first thing i wrote was (laughs) f-bomb and lana backing vocals and that's all i wrote and i think i remember being so influenced by that f-bomb because it it catches you off guard it doesn't seem to fit the feel of the song totally what I know Lana to do is drop a lot of F-bombs and yeah. Taylor has become more comfortable since folklore dropping a lot of F-bombs. So I think maybe Lana was more influential on on that F-bomb part, but perhaps there was a, a reason, like maybe it doesn't, it doesn't sound naturally, like, like if you were to speak this as a poem or just out loud to somebody, it doesn't seem like it would, it's, it's hard to, insert that word and make it sound natural in this context but perhaps that's the point is that it's I mean, weird but it's fucking beautiful like it's fucking weird and beautiful 
I yes, and I mean I'm skipping way ahead, so I probably shouldn't have jumped that far. But like, it's such a it's such a iconic line for this song, and I just felt mm-hmm. like it needed to be said. And that we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about these like, just like gorgeous images, this atmos- atmospheric nature of love. And it's almost like that's the reality of someone being like, oh my god, I'm t- I'm lost in this love. And she's like, can you believe it? That's it's it's fucking beautiful. Like it's just like. Yeah. It really takes you out of the moment for a second and, and like makes you be like, oh my God, what is happening? And so anyway, I like it. I really like it. I think it stays. I play the I play that version for my kids and I don't worry about it. So should we get into the lyrics, Sam? Is this is this an okay? Did we cover our music? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Let's let's get into the lyrics because there's lots to discuss with mm-hmm. these lyrics. Yep. The song starts off with Taylor, of course, singing one night a few moons ago. I saw flecks of what could have been lights, but it might just have been you passing by unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. I think we'll stop there and mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. try to interpret that for okay. what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you have initial thoughts that you want to share? Yeah. Well, first of all, this is a song on midnights. And right away, she's she's giving us another midnight. Like, one night a few moons ago, okay? She's she's beginning with, I'm remembering something from a few nights ago. But what I think is important to note, because I missed this at first, is that then as she moves forward, the song is in present. Okay, so what's interesting is we get a lot of this up, um, this inflection that goes up, like this, and it, to me, it sounds a little bit like asking a question, like, so this happened one night. Hmm. Uh, I saw flecks of what could have been. One night a few moons ago, I saw flecks of what could have been lights. But it's- like I just, oh, it almost feels like she's like trying to like wait. Did that actually happen? So part of the reason why I jump right into to to Joe is because, um she talks about him a lot like light. Like she gives, she, she gives imagery of light to him a lot in mm-hmm. her relationships. Um, and this is also giving like invisible string. I think this is like when she met him and they were in that like cat and mouse, cruel summer, are we or aren't we not like in the delicate stages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm saying Joe, that, that it's like uh, she kept seeing lights and like when she thinks of him she thinks of light passing by her and like like maybe that's him like maybe those are signs like signs pointing to this guy nothing is so very specific in the song and i think that's what makes it beautiful but it's such a like to to break it down lyric by lyric like we do it's difficult because i do want to like have an understanding of what every line means but I think I'm, I might just have to let that go for this song because yeah. there is that Lana influence where it's like, what are we talking about? See, like, and I, I feel just, like, like, yeah, let's keep moving because I feel like each stanza to. kind of like tells a new story or new part sure, of the story. Sure. Okay. So, so that's the, the, the first the, part. The, of the first, first part verse. is like the invisible string notion of okay, like, there yeah. were hints that, that you were a light that I was needing to, that I wanted to follow, mm-hmm. that I was going to remember. Okay. 
Life is emotionally abusive. Oh my gosh, there is not a line more relatable than that. <laughs> and time can't stop me quite like you did. And my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. Cheers. Cheers. I didn't even mention, but I poured it in a plastic airplane cup, That's too. That's adorable. You did. And my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. I'm unglued. Thanks to you. But this whole, like, my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. I think is that I'm unglued. Thanks to you. Like, I'm not okay because you done fucked me up. So I'm unglued because of that. Because I can't stop thinking about you or I'm falling in love with you. Because of that, my flight was awful. I did not buy a little Casamigos shooter. I did not make myself a cocktail. Like, she's feeling, like, her emotions are all over the place right now. Uh And it's not a good thing. Uh Okay. That's what I've got. That's what you got. Yeah, no. And I think if you want to give it a story, this is why it's easier to tie it to Joe, I think. Life is emotionally abusive. Her life was emotionally abusive at the time she they met. met. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And nothing stopped, nothing really stopped her in her tracks quite like this guy when she met him, quite like this person when she met him. And I mm-hmm. really think that that's pretty, that's very connected to all of the stories we know about her beginning with Joe is like, he took her like breath away. He was not what she expected. He came yeah. out of nowhere for her. In my mind, there's two ways to think about this. One, she's literally on a flight. And it was miserable because she's thinking about the few nights ago or a few moons ago or however long it's been that they first met. She's thinking about this, like, on again, off again, or, like, maybe he likes me, maybe he doesn't. She's, like, thinking of all that isn't it, isn't it, isn't it delicate kind of moments. Mm -hmm. And she's literally on a flight. And then she's unglued and it's all because of him <laughs> and like yeah. like she's she's immensely abusive like like what am i doing like what is this i can't believe it okay so that's the literal thing but you could also think about it as the flight from to get to him from all of the like relationship stuff that she's had the like career stuff like that flight to get to yeah. him was awful like i got you thanks for asking Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was awful. And I'm unglued now because like now I was holding it all together and pretending like it didn't matter. And now you've got me like all unglued, like, oh my gosh, I'm in love again. I mean, what th- does that, is that, you like that little, little notion, little nugget? I like the notion of the ocean. Notion the of beach. the ocean. Speaking of ocean, is it mm-hmm. kind of like snow at the beach? Weird, but weird, but fucking, fucking beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, you, what's interesting? I'm gonna stop. I know we're gonna keep going, but like, why does it's weird to me that she's a, it's like snow at the beach here. I know. Then later Isn't on, that... it's just on the beach. Like, what was it... the choice there? What was the reason for not being consistent around snow on the beach? At the beginning of the chorus, it's at, and then she ends it with on. I mean, does so, she... each preposition I... implies something different. It really does. I. Th- I'm guessing because as the song progresses, I have a vision of the snow coming and coming and coming and coming and then being literally on the beach, like surrounding mm-hmm. them. Snow. So I guess it's like like getting snow at the beach, like while you're at the beach, like we're going to the beach or like you're not literally on the beach. You're like at the beach, like 
Meaning, like, that's the beginning. We're getting snow at the beach. Like, I wasn't expecting okay. it. Mm-hmm. And then the snow is on the beach on because the it's beach. still happening. Like, it's sticking. Like, it's lasting. Sticking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we can understand that. Flying in a dream, stars by the pocket full, you wanting me tonight feels impossible. But it's coming yeah. down, no sound. It's all around. I feel like snow on the beach. I think what she's saying here is it's so hard to fathom that this person is also falling for her at the same time that it feels like you're flying in a dream. It feels like you could reach in your pockets and just scatter stars across the sky. It's so (laughs) far-fetched. Yeah, it's it's very unicorn. Yeah, It's giving unicorns a little bit. But she literally says it feels impossible. Yes. Like you wanting me tonight feels impossible. She can't quite grasp. And that's also, there's like two ways of thinking about that. Like you wanting me is impossible. Like, but you wanting me, like you wanting me because I want you is impossible. But you wanting me tonight after everything that I've been through Mm -hmm. in this moment, like right now, everything I wanted and it's actually happening like, my reputation's never been worse, so you must yes. like me for me. Yes. Feels impossible. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's coming down. No sound. It's all around. Like, she's kind of, like, accepting this is happening. But I like this, like, no sound thing. Mm. Like, she's lost. It's almost like she's in a vacuum. Like, the rest of the world has no sound. Almost like there's no color even. Well- and that's what snow doesn't make a sound. It like, does not. It's it really it, and it almost silences the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're and this is when we get here's a repetition like snow on the beach, like snow on the beach, like snow on the beach, like snow. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Is like it's coming down. Like you could it like it's still coming. It's still coming yeah. on mm-hmm. the beach, and you're in it. That's the chorus. That's our that chorus. That is uh, quite a chorus. That is a Next chorus. Next verse. Rachel, mm-hmm. this is your moment. Okay. This scene feels like what I once saw on a screen. I shouldn't read it that way, but I can't help it. <laughs> I searched Aurora Borealis Green. Clink, clink. Cheers. Cheers. I've never seen someone lit from within, blurring out my periphery. Again, I don't know. Okay. I got it. I'm going to tell you. You're going to love this. Okay. I have I have thoughts, but yeah, you, you well, start. This ties so much into our fearless song that we did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is her saying, like, what's happening right now is what I always imagined on movies. It's like, I've seen this film before. I like, that one I didn't like the ending. Uh, but like, this... It, it was a movie, you know, like this is yeah. everything that she saw. This is love story. This is, yes. this, this is all the things that she was searching for. Imagine what love was like. And she was searching for it. Like you would search for the Aurora Borealis green, which is like with people have said, I mean, you can't even believe it until you actually see it. Like there's no way to describe it. Yes. And that's love. It's like the line in you're in love, which is, it's why I've spent my whole life trying to put words to it. 
Put it into words. Put it into mm-hmm. words. Yes, thank you. That's better. Also, and- in You Are In Love, she sings, you can hear it in the silence, which kind of goes back to that part in the chorus. It's coming down, no sound. It's all around. Like, falling in love is like snow falling, there's no sound. You can hear it in the silence. Okay, this next part, I've never seen one someone lit from within. Yeah, that's where I pause. This is another reason why I think it's Joe. Because I feel like what we understand about Joe is he didn't seem to care about external validation. And what we know about Taylor is that she does. Um, yes. She has, she has said it before, Miss Americana. Um, many of the people she dated before are very big, open, out in the public kind of people. She never So they're dated. lit from without. Like they're yeah, lit on the from outside. A, from, from on the outside, yes. Like yes. they are only, mm. external validation was very important to all of these like actors, musicians, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, and what we know about Joe is not a lot. So we have we come to we come to like understand that like he was a very private person. He didn't need the world to tell him how good he was. And to her, that light was shining from within. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was the that flex of light that she saw that she was like, wait, what is this? Oh, Who is mm-hmm. this? And I need to know this guy. And, and that what, light was so bright that it blinded the outside vision. Like all she could see, she couldn't, she had no periphery. It was blurring out her periphery. All she could see was that light. Like yes. nothing else mattered around her. All of the re- bad relationship, all of the like drama in the social media, like the, in the media world that she was dealing with then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it all faded away. Like, get it off my desk, get it off my chest. You know, yeah. like, it was gone. My smile is like I won a contest. And to hide that would be so dishonest. And it's fine to fake it till you make it, till you do, till it's true. So she's she's now happy. She's very happy that she's finding this person who has such a light from within. But it's fine to fake it till you make it. What is she saying with that? I think what she's saying is... Before, she tried to pretend that she knew what love is. She tried to pretend that she understood. She wrote about it in every song. She thought she had relationships that she was in love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's realizing now that she had no idea. She she was wrong about all those love stories. Like, th- that wasn't the real love. This is the real love that she has. This is what it means to be in love. It's okay. It's fine to fake it. It's fine to think that you have love until you actually do, because that's what helps you get to know what is true. Mm-hmm. To know, like that, to have this love, and then hmm. she's like giving herself the grace about. Wow, you have of- like completely understood this song in a way that I have not. So I got hey. kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I mean, was like I had, so lost. I feel like I've had some like, help with some Reddits and some podcasts and whatnot. You, you know, you do go down the Reddit hole. I, I don't ever visit Reddit. And I think I think that's can be enlightening, it sounds like. Uh, well, a lot of the times it's noise. But every now and then I land on a, a, a question from someone that's like, what does this line mean? And then there's some really smart people that like pop in there with some hmm. really interesting like people like us who don't have a podcast and want to like tell you all these like deep thoughts that they've had. I thought you were going to say people like us who don't have a life. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, no, no. This is our life, and we love it. This is our life, and we love it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like snow at the beach again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're back on the beach. This is still a little snowing. Interesting. It's still coming. A little down. tiny yes. change. Mm-hmm. The first chorus mm-hmm. starts with "and it's like snow at the beach." Second chorus starts with "now it's like snow." Yeah, there's a Taylor twist because like, that's important to note that because we're going to get an even different Taylor twist in the very last chorus, but we'll get mm-hmm. there. So Indeed. we have a bridge. I yes. wouldn't call it banging, but it certainly has like a what? A what what? Line. It's got a what what. Uh huh. Totally. Uh-huh. I, I can, can speak. Afraid to. <laughs> so it's really bad. <laughs> You're trying to like do that with yourself right now. Yeah, I was trying to be, pop in there? be me and Lana at the same time, but that wasn't working. So I can't speak afraid to jinx it. I don't even dare to wish it. Mm-hmm. But your eyes are flying saucers from another planet. That sounds really funny when I say it out loud. I th- it, it is a funny and line. As I mean, this does whole bridge this is funny. next line. Now I'm all for you. Like Janet, can this be a real thing? Can it? it again reminds me of delicate when is it cool that I said all that? Like yes. she doesn't even want to admit that this love is happening. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head because I know that it's delicate? Like she's acknowledging in this bridge that this is a delicate thing. I can't even speak because I'm afraid to jinx it. Like I don't want to ruin it. I don't even dare to wish it just in case it's not going to happen. But your eyes are flying saucers from another planet. That just goes into that celestial vibe, like the stars and like just being in this dream world. Yeah. And then we get the weirdest line that I think has ever been written. Now I'm all for you like Janet. Can this be a real thing? It's not the weirdest line. It comes out of a place that is so unexpected. What are your thoughts? I wish I knew. I'm, I'm, I've probably heard it from a podcast because I don't think I would have picked up on like, what is all for you? Like Janet, what does that mean? I, I would have just heard Janet. Where'd Janet come from? Who's Janet? Who the hell is Janet, you ask? All for you. It's Janet Jackson. Edit. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> doing is going back to 2001 and we're singing a janet jackson hit which we've actually talked about this before when we discussed our 112 day theory that does tie into janet jackson's Mm -hmm. all for you tour Mm -hmm. i think that was the fearless episode i think we've talked about this um you know kind of recently we brought it up again so yeah check that episode out where we get into it but I'm All For You is Janet, one of Janet Jackson's famous songs. And I think she's just like wants to tie it in in a fun way. I'm All For You, just like Janet Jackson said that one time in 2001. I, I have to just like imagine that Taylor, as 12-year-old Taylor, was like dancing around in her bedroom yeah. to, to Janet Jackson and singing mm-hmm. I'm All For You. But I just thought this was such a fun, like, I this feels like, she's never admitted it, but this feels like one of those lines that she probably wrote down one yeah. time. Yeah. And was mm-hmm. like, I want to use this. I wanna, when, when I'm like talking about like you're, you're all that in a bag of chips, I want to say I'm all for you, like Janet, and like just like throw it in. And then she rhymes with "can it?" Like, can this be a real thing? Can it? Can it? And then yeah. I didn't mention this in musical mixology, but 
It sounds like a swooshing oh. wave this crashing is my on the shore. Favorite part musically of the whole song because yeah. it does. It like, yes, it sounds like a wave. Can this be a real thing, Canon? Are we falling like snow? The next line is, "Are we falling like snow mm-hmm. at the beach?" And it sounds like they're falling. Like through yes. the sky to the beach, which is giving like f- flying like a dream kind of ethereal, but it's also giving like falling in love, right? And falling mm-hmm. like snow. Like we're getting all these like mm-hmm. similar images. And one of the things I was noticing, like I think that's the only other than like repeating different things as we go through. That's the only kind of musical or lyrical change mm-hmm. in this chorus. Except that I, I think this was the point where I recognized, okay, so they're falling in love now. And but she's still saying, questioning like, it. Are we falling? Are we falling in love? Right. And I think this can is be a real this, thing, can it? This is falling? like the delicate. This is yeah. this is the delicate stage of it. And, but the sound of that snow, of that falling in love is silent. The same way that them falling in love was silent. Like they didn't tell anybody. Oh. So that, that's like another connection with Joe and probably one of the only relationships really that she did. I mean, there've been many relationships she tried to keep secret, but it didn't last long. But this one, she kept pretty quiet. And she went quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was with Joe for a full year before we got reputation where we started to learn what the relationship was for her. Really was. And that was a right. whole year of yeah. silence, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like snow at the beach type of silence. The song ends with that repetition of it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down. It's coming down. Until it just kind of softly twinkles away. And that's just like, it's like that's the reminder of like, yeah, she was questioning it. Like, are we falling? But it's still coming down. It's still coming down. It's still coming down. Like, yes. It's like she needed that reminder. Yes, it's happening. Yes, it's happening. Yes, it's happening. So you reside in the world that this song is about Joe Alwyn. I I think I do. I didn't really give any great arguments to disagree with that. So I suppose I, I, I see, I mean, I kept relating it to Delicate, which is very much a Joe song. So I do see your points there. You know, I, I, I still feel like Lana, I don't, I want to know like, which lines Lana wrote and which ideas. Mm, I feel like yeah. Aurora Borealis Green is so long, oh, yeah. Ray. Oh, yeah. I get the idea that, like, Taylor can take a tiny little moment. We talked about this in 1989. Like, a small moment, a small relationship, a small moment in a relationship. And she can, it's like she has, like, a, um, what do we call it? Like, a brainstorming sesh. Where she's like, I could write this about like something being delicate, like ice. I could write this about like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you're so gorgeous, you make me so mad. Or I yeah. could write this about 
like a like you're my lover and like like a like a wedding vows or i can write this about like like something weird like i don't know snow on a beach and she had that little idea it never like quite caught yeah and then maybe she went to like she's talking with lana though she's like feels like this lana's idea feels like a lana idea maybe she never even mentioned like when i started dating joe whatever but to her it's like another example, another little thing, little chicken nugget to put in her pocket about how to describe the beginning of a relationship. And so mm-hmm. it could be about Joe. It was, could be influenced by Joe, but really it could be about any time you begin something True. new with someone. Weird Can it? Beautiful. Can it? Sam, do you hear that? It's, it's, it's coming down. Mm. No, no sound. It's all around. No all Is around. it snow on my street? No. No, it is not. Not yet. Not till tonight. Not yet. Maybe tonight. What it is is the sound of the end of our podcast. Wah, wah. Mm. Time can't stop us quite like the end of uh, an episode. So um, my flight through this episode was awful. No, wait. No, it was not awful. I, miss, I misspoke. It was not awful. Thanks for asking. Um, mm-hmm. But now I need to ask you a question. Mm. Next week. What song? What are mm. we? What are we? What are we breaking down? What what level of love of a love song are we talking about next week? It's so fun not being in a holiday season because I feel like we could go anywhere we want and like you don't know what song I'm going to choose. It could I be any know. of the 200 songs we have left to choose. I do not. I mean, like what's the next Christmas song that we're doing? <laughs> That's not a Christmas song. Although I'm sure you'll find a way to connect it to Christmas. I'm sure I will. The song I've chosen for next week sounds in a way similar to Snow on the Beach. So that, I think, is a good okay. transition. Okay, okay. There's some similar sounds. Mm-hmm. And also like Snow on the Beach, there's some depth to this song that will require us to kind of come together, take some deep breaths, okay. I think, and work through it together. The song I've chosen, Rachel. This is so wild. I usually have like a slight idea i literally have Mm -hmm. no idea well i'm gonna tell you rachel that the song is this is me trying oh my god that's so great (laughs) that's so great that's so great um i'm not gonna tell you why it's so great because i can talk about it next week but Uh, yeah i chose it for some specific reasons and we will we'll talk about that let's do it let's do it i am very excited that's a great Mm. swiggies our smile when you rate and review us on apple podcasts is like when we want a contest and to hide that would be so dishonest so won't you please help other listeners searching for the aurora borealis green of podcasts find us all you have to do is leave us a five-star review, tell us why you think we're weird but fucking beautiful, and that's it. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, send us emails, let us know what songs you want us to do, let us know what cocktails you guys are making to these songs. We just want to hear from you, and we can't wait until next week when we get to do this all over again, Rachel. Until then, this flight was not awful. Thank you for... I mean, are you a little less unglued now that we have? I'm less unglued to this chair. I have to get up and go pee. That's what I got. So. All right. Clink, clink. If that ain't weird, but fucking beautiful, I don't know what is. (laughs) 
Great, great, great. I never got, it never got easier to drink this cocktail. It is an iceberg right, right there in the glass. 